you're listening to the C to Z of movies. My name's Colin. I'm the C. Uh, joining me at least two meters away is Zijan the Z. Hello, Zijan. Hey, Colin. Um, so much has changed in two weeks, hasn't it? It has. It has. When we last recorded, um, there was there were hints of this coronavirus thing. Well, in fact, we've been going for months, but we, we were all being very careful when we were washing our hands and all that. There were, there were hints of cinemas closing. Yeah. Well, now they've closed. Now we're stuck <laughs> in our houses. We're not allowed to leave more than once a day. Um. And all sorts of podcasts are now recording from from great distances, and we are well ahead of the curve because uh, we we've are. always, well, apart from two episodes, uh, always recorded from some distance away from each other. Huh. So rest assured, listener, we're not breaking any of the government rules. I'm in Bristol. You are assuming we're in London. Um, as far as you know, as far yes. As, as far as I know. Uh, what a man of mystery. Uh, today, we are telling you the films that you should be watching in social isolation. Our recommendations uh, for filling this this time of uh, of aloneness. Because um, let's be honest, if there's, a, if there's a silver lining to this dark cloud, it's a chance to catch up on all those films. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also looking back at the film Ordinary People. We're doing a quiz on the Back to the Future trilogy. And much, much more. Um, we start with what really much more. We start with movie news. Now, huh. now usually when it gets to around Christmas time, movie news yes. dries up a little bit. Um, yes. I think we're breaking all records though for lack of movie news. Definitely, most of the news I have are basically things that, um, you know, basically movie studios um, hoping that they can produce the movies in time. Okay. I think the biggest news that I have is that if you are a rich celebrity, it's probably not a good idea to tell people to imagine that <laughs> they have no possessions. Um, have you have you watched the uh, the sing along video of Imagine? I have seen Gal Gadot. Yes. And then I stopped the video after she was done. I watched it all. Um, so for those of you who who haven't come across this, uh, Gal Gadot uh, got a, a celebrity sing along of uh, of. John Lennon's Imagine. She didn't at any point tell her her friends what key to sing in. Um, <laughs> so they're all pretty much in different keys. And there's a couple of videos of people playing on the piano and just changing key for every new person. Um, As you do, yeah. It's uh, it's really. I think it's it's one of the things that seem to bring the entire internet together uh, in hatred and anger. So uh, it has got a lot of backlash. I have to admit. Yeah. Um, I mean, were, I don't know whether it's undeserved or not. Um, I mean, they were trying to do something nice, and it's they were trying to, but I guess they didn't consider, you know, the gravity of the situation. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's it's a weird one because it... I don't know. The heart's in the right place. They, they they it was a colossal failure, but never mind. Um, <laughs> uh, well, they did. Someone's pointing out. I was got like Pedro, is it Pedro Pascal, um, and and Kristen Wiig. Who are both her co-stars in the new uh, Wonder Woman Wonder film? Wonder Woman film, but doesn't have Chris Pine. And he was he like, no, not doing this. No, <laughs> this is a bad idea. My agent said no. Yeah, or maybe he got cut out. Maybe he was so bad, <laughs> really off key. <cue. laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, yeah. So 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 the main news we've got is a video that you didn't even watch. That's. Uh, <laughs> That's good. Um, yeah, last time we did a long list of all the films that being postponed, but there's no point now because they're all postponed. Um, they have been, yeah. The I've only got although Wonder Woman, actually speaking of Wonder Woman 1984, they've announced a new date of um, sometime in August, which seems very optimistic to me to think this is all going to be done by then. Um, 
definitely very optimistic. A lot of people are just clinging on to something. I think it's nice to have that something anyway to hold on hope for. Yeah. Even though it's not, it probably won't happen. No, it seems, I don't know what why they need to have done that. But, um, no. What do you reckon to this? So there's been talk of, and it's, been, it's all driven by fans rather than studios, but talk of releasing these things on streaming services. So put, put Black Widow out on Disney+. Plus put Wonder Woman out on whatever DC streaming stuff there is these days I have no issues with that mm. whatsoever I, I imagine like this movie studios probably didn't imagine you know it to imagine yeah I know right <laughs> maybe we should, get, yeah. maybe we should do a, a podcast sing along for uh, to cheer up our listeners yeah. Well, given that we do not own multi-million uh, mansions, mm. uh, I think we would be more approachable than your general celebrity. Yeah. yeah. But no, no. It's like I think I think it's a reasonable good idea. Like for example, I've been watching a lot of things on YouTube, mm. like things that you can, uh, like films that you cannot watch on, on on um, Netflix or any other streaming services. You could actually uh, buy them off of YouTube uh, for a short okay. period of time, like. Yeah. Like when, when we had to do this ordinary people um yeah when we're going to talk about ordinary people later but i watched it over youtube right. and you pay like three pounds for 48 hours which is basically cheaper than a, a cinema ticket anyway nowadays so yeah and if i, I can't remember which studio isn't it? it was universal maybe they, they, they've just released um three films at least three um to stream um which had been in cinemas when they all got closed down so it's um the hunt emma and um, the Invisible Man. Mm. Although I guess the difference being that they already had a couple of weeks cinema run at least. Uh, they got some money, right? Yeah, and you can't. They can't then just release again in September or whenever we're no. out of this. Uh, and they've, although they've done well, that I'm mean, Invisible Man, but they're not huge budget things. Whereas like Black Widow, they'd be hoping to get maybe not a billion, but probably seven hundred, eight hundred million box office mm-hmm. from that of course uh, yeah. whereas on Disney Plus it probably would make some people subscribe to it but it wouldn't get that kind of money in would it so no, I, I mean I, I haven't I don't know why they haven't put New Mutants on Disney Plus um, <laughs> I was thinking the exact same yeah. thing as well if there's any film that should be on Disney Plus it should be New Mutants and it's it's a good way of testing it as well because you think well okay if this does well then we know that this. I'm I'm sure they've got their way of telling it. We know that releasing it on streaming works, and what you could release it either just put it on Disney Plus for everyone, or you put it as a like pay ten quid to watch this or, or something like that. But I think New Mutants is not going to be big at the box office. R- yep. Rumors are it's not bad actually. I'm not. I'll believe it when I see it. But uh, but I think it it would be a good first. Cause, uh, yeah, Wonder Woman, Black Widow. I'm not sure that they're ever going to. They, they'd rather wait a year. But I think maybe some of the smaller stuff trial it out. I would, I would have thought would be a good idea. Hmm. It's going to be weird at the Oscars next year. When it's like we only had like five films, so I guess they win. <laughs> uh, did you have any other news? Uh, I do have a bit of news. Like uh, I was going to say, um, so some Marvel news. Obviously, Black Widow, is, as you mentioned, is waiting a new release date. Uh, Marvel has plans to meet its June start date for Doctor Strange. Um, you mentioned about you know holding out hope. That's June. Wow. Okay. Good luck. Uh, yeah. Well, this, exactly. June this year. June this year. Yeah. Have they filmed it. To film it? No. They're holding out. They're going to start filming in June. Oh right. I was going to say. Oh, yeah. 
that's the idea. So uh, obviously pre-production is continued um, because you can do that remotely. Yeah. So okay. for those who don't know, like pre-production is basically like the visual effects artist designing what the major sequences are going to look like. So you don't really need people to be together for that. Mm. So that that's 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 still happening. Um, but June is very close. Now yeah, that's not gonna that's not gonna happen, surely. No. Yeah. Now the because uh, I mean, as I said, there's a long list of things that are not being done now but things like, I mean well, I think I'm sure Disney Plus that, which, which came out in this country uh, on Monday in fact was it Monday or Tuesday it, it came out literally on the day that we all got told we had to stay in our homes so uh, it's good news oh. good news for Disney uh, if for no one else uh, and they, they've got uh, was it Falcon and Winter Soldiers ready to go I think um, Wonder Vision is that done? I, remember, I, try, I don't know. I can't remember which ones are done and which ones aren't. So Hawkeye definitely isn't. I don't think Loki's mm. finished, but I could be wrong. And yeah, WandaVision might well be ready to go. So I guess that all goes up. Uh, speaking of Marvel, um, this is the closest thing I've got to news is that um, uh, and this comes from Kevin Smith, uh, who people will know as a director of Clerks and More Rats and various things. Um, he heard a rumour, apparently, so this is kind of coming to the hearing rumour, that Charlie Cox will be playing Spider-Man's lawyer in the next Spider-Man film. Oh, really? Uh, as, is it as Matt Murdock? Though? Well, suggests that maybe. Maybe they're bringing him up. So uh, for those of you who haven't seen Netflix's uh, series, he plays Matt Murdock or Daredevil in those, and he's very good. He's really good. He, he is very good in that. I, I, I think it's a shame if Charlie Cox uh, doesn't go appear on big screen. I mean, it's been a while since he's appeared on big screen. Yeah, I don't know the last film he was in. Huh. <laughs> was it Stardust? It could be Stardust, <laughs> which was over a decade ago. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, those series, I think it started off really well and then really took a dive. But uh, I'd be surprised if this happens just because of ownership, right? I mean, Spider-Man being a Sony film, and mm. Netflix, and yeah, even the Disney Netflix thing, because Netflix own those rights rather than Disney or they joined own the rights or whatever, which is why they're not on... Um, Disney Plus yet if they ever will be oh, it would be nice to see them. I think you'd probably have to, have to retcon and everything and just say either kind of have hints that he was he's Daredevil but not worry too much about the storylines of those series but I'd like yeah. to see that yeah me too like to come up. And I, don't, I don't know if, whether you know more about the character than I do but um, is he traditionally a Spider-Man guy yeah, yeah. He, he does appear in Spider-Man stuff as well because Spider-Man is very New York that's true. Yeah, okay. It's the most New York of all the heroes uh, that is out there, um, and and so is Daredevil. So they have uh, they have crossed paths okay. uh, a few times before. So uh, I I would love to see this crossover definitely. Yeah, we know. Maybe maybe ignore um, Iron Fist, but you could uh, bring in bring in Daredevil. That's the other thing with all this lockdown. Maybe I'll finally get around to watching the second series of Iron Fist. Uh, the second series is definitely better than the first one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, objectively better than the first one um, did, did, um, you, my, did you watch it good work I uh, yeah I know it was tough <laughs> the first season of Iron Fist I have to admit uh, my uh, last bit of news uh, non-Marvel uh, related bit of news is that there's a Mad Max spin-off in the works is it? for Furiosa uh, yes. so that was the character played by Charlize Theron uh, in the original Mad Max film um, This when you say I, the original I, Mad Max film well, the fourth Mad I Max film. <laughs> the fourth Mad Max film, yeah, the one with Tom Hardy. Fourth? Thanks, fourth. And and they're eyeing Anna Taylor Joy for the lead role. Yeah. All right. So you can... isn't Charlie's Throne going to be the lead role? Nope, because you'll probably guess it's a prequel. Ah, of sorts, exploring the heroine's earlier years. 
Well, I've become a big fan of Anya Taylor Joy uh, since watching Emma. Um, Doesn't she stay in a lot of horror films as well, right? Well, she did The Witch, which apparently is very She's... good, but I've not seen it because it's a horror film. Um, she is, of course, one of the stars of The New Mutants, which <laughs> so you'll probably watch I'll them. never get to see because that's, <laughs> that's never coming out. Uh, but she's fantastic in Emma, so okay. Yeah, and that's my yeah last bit of news. Yeah, I have no news. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no surprises yeah. there. This may be a very short podcast. Well, I say if we uh, we we can we can pad it out. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm editing this one. We can make it a brisk. Um, yep. Well, we move on then to our our, our next segment to C or not to Z, uh, mm-hmm. where we tell you about films that we have been seeing and whether you should be seeing them. Whatever that means. Oh, not um, to Zed them. Uh, not to Zed them. That's the one. <laughs> so I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to check my email at the same time to see if anyone's emailed You can't it. forget our only tagline, Colin. Our only catchphrase. Um, and we, we have had plenty of opportunities to see films, so we can tell you whether you should Zed them. Uh, and as ever, Zijan, you are the man to yes. begin this segment. I always am. Um, I've been catching out on my Studio Ghibli. Oh, yes. As, uh, as you know, they've just been out on Netflix. Sooner or later, we'll decide whether it's Ghibli or Ghibli. We will find out eventually. <laughs> uh, it's, it's apparently Italian. Italian? Yeah, the name Ghibli. It means like uh, a warm desert wind or something like that. Huh. They got a name from that. Yeah. Well, if you're Italian, uh, uh, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I watched My Neighbor Totoro. Ah, yes, the one with the rabbit. The one with the rabbit or giant rat. Or, or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's a wood spirit. Um, and, you know... Those who know Studio Ghibli would know Totoro is basically the mascot for Studio Ghibli. It's the Mario of Studio Ghibli in that sense. All right. Um, well, very, this film was made in... Going for the Japanese references all over the place. This is a, definitely, yeah. This is good. This film was made in 1988, so it's a pretty old film. Uh, in Disney terms, this came out around the same time as uh, The Little Mermaid. All right. Slightly earlier than that. So if you want to compare like animation styles, it's about the same time as that. Okay. Um, it starts, it's a story of two sisters, uh, mostly, um, and their small family, um, and their relationship with a friendly wood spirit, uh, as Colin mentioned, which looks like a giant rabbit or rat, <laughs> depending on how you see it, <laughs> um, in post-war rural Japan. And um, it's been a while since I've seen a Studio Ghibli film. The last film I saw was House Moving Castle, and that was on um, normal terrestrial TV a couple of years mm. ago. And... Uh, watching this just reminds me why I liked Studio Ghibli films so much. It's just uh, I don't know whether you've seen any of them yet. I know they are not yet, not yet. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah, but honestly, this 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 film was very charming. Um, It takes a slower pace than you know, like. I was just comparing the most recent animated film which I saw, which was Pixar's Onward, which we discussed in the previous podcast. That is not a slow pace at all. That just kept going and going and going. But this one, this was a very slow, you know, when I say slow, I don't mean in a derogatory fashion, but in a very calm way. I don't know how to mention this. It's just not, I had an issue with Onward because it was just rushing from yeah. place to place. Whereas this had a very good pacing. Okay. Yeah, which which I appreciate. Like when 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 films are confident enough in their material to take things slow and they think that the material is good enough that they do not need to like have something quick or fast to capture the audience's attention. I think it, it shows you know, a lot of respect to 
the studio for for actually doing that, um, and that's why I appreciate for this film a lot. And it's so so beautifully drawn. Honestly, oh, Studio yeah. Ghibli has one of the best animators out there. They can evoke so much emotions in their their animated characters. Um, and it's ah, uh, it's a very very good. Film. So you're saying uh, we should all zed it? Is what you're saying? We should definitely see it. <laughs> totally good. Um, I've watched quite a few films, but the one I'll talk about is a film called Falling Down, um, which starred uh, Michael Douglas uh, as a guy who's, um, well, he's, uh, I was going to say he's an office worker. In fact, he works at the Ministry um, of Defence, what the Americans call it. Uh, but he, he's in a traffic jam at the start of the film, just gets fed up, hot and bothered and frustrated, and just gets out and goes on a little bit of a rampage. Um, uh, and if there's a cop on his, his last day before retirement called uh, sorry played by Robert Duval and he's kind of the other half of this where so he's about to retire and he hears about this guy is going around shooting things and, and smashing up places and whatever else. And he goes after him. So there's it's kind of a, a two double act although Michael Douglas clearly the, the main character. Um it's a very strange film. So I say he goes on a rampage, but he's not painted this kind of murderous guy. It's it's one of these kind of aren't you sick of modern life? So he thinks like um, he tries to buy a coke from a shop and it costs too much. So he shoots the place up and then okay. um, he complains. That, Have I seen this film before? It sounds very familiar. Oh, maybe. Um, he complains about uh, McDonald's. No, oh no, yes, is it McDonald's? Or was it? I think it might be a generic fast food place. But yeah, he goes into a generic fast food place and, and gets very angry because they they won't serve him breakfast at like eleven at like ten forty five because breakfast stopped at ten thirty or something. Uh, he gets annoyed with people digging up the road because they're just digging it up to make um, uh, to make, get in everyone's way, and it feels very much like a pub bore who's just moaning about stuff. Uh, like the, imagine the most boring person um, complaining on Facebook these days. I suppose it feels like that. Um, I had okay. It's it's so strange because I think I, I think you're supposed to have some sympathy with him at least at the beginning, and and towards okay. the end you're certainly not because basically he's getting. His, the idea is he's going to visit his estranged wife who's got a restraining order on him. And stuff. Um, yeah, I had, I say, at no point any sympathy with him whatsoever. Um, okay. And I couldn't work out whether you were supposed to or not. Um, also, at one point, they describe him as being, I think, in his um, in his early 30s, maybe? Um, and he was 48 and, and looked 48. So I thought that was slightly odd. Uh, yeah, I didn't love this film, if I'm honest. I think um, I just didn't know what it was trying to say. How how old is this film anyway? Uh, I think it was, about, what was it? Sometime in the eighties, I would say. Because it's Michael Douglas, very young Michael Douglas. No, I say well, he's forty-eight. Um, ah. um so it's probably around the time of Wall Street, maybe, maybe after Wall Street. Okay, if I'm, so it's early nineties, right? So I think, it, yeah, I, I think it's eighties, maybe it's early nineties, yeah. but um. Yeah, I, I can't recommend this one, to be honest. Okay, fair enough. Um, right, which moves us on to our main segment, Films to Watch in so- Social Isolation. Oh, uh, come in. I'm having such... So, it's difficult to do this without being like a promoter for any of those streaming services that we have right now. Well, I have made no attempt not to be, so that's good. <laughs> well, we're not getting commission from this, Colin. Uh, we really aren't. Not yet, not yet. But if, uh, if everyone starts watching the things you recommend, people will realise yeah. we're, the, we're the influencers we always thought we were. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to kick us off if that's all right, because um, I've got Disney Plus this week. 
Okay. As as long time listeners will be aware, I've been talking about Disney Plus for some time. Okay. Uh, looking forward to coming. Looking forward to arriving. And let me tell you, Zijan, so far not worth it. Um, it's really what's on Disney Plus now. Um, well, that's this is a thing. The, the the original material, the original shows, series, whatever else. Um, we've got the Mandalorian. Uh, which yep. it's not a film, so we're not talking about this podcast. But I've, I've watched one episode and it's good. Um, but there's not a, that's the only original content that I could possibly want to watch at the moment in, before the Marvel stuff arrives. I think. Yeah. Uh, in terms of films, I was kind of hoping there'd be all sorts of hidden classics um, yep. that I haven't seen, and there are. Don't seem to be. <laughs> there just seem to be a lot of stuff. If I wanted it, I already had it on DVD, um, with one or two exceptions. Um, so so far, I have watched uh, Treasure Planet. Which was, which was pretty good. Was it good? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, Treasure Planet was one of those films that have been derided right? because uh, from the Disney canon. Yeah, it didn't <laughs> do well at the box office, but um, I think it, it got reviewed okay from memory. Maybe not. Um, but I watched uh, the I've, I watched the the new Aladdin, the Aladdin remake, which I wanted to watch, and I really enjoyed it. I had a good time. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, I I'll definitely watch the sequel. I think it was a. Because you didn't like it much, if I remember right. No, I didn't care for it. I really didn't, didn't care for it at all. I, I would say it's probably my favourite of the Disney live actions. Uh, really? Probably. Cinderella. Why, though? Uh, I think because it, it wasn't just a, a shot-for-shot remake. So it, it felt like... It well... Had, I mean, it, it had a lot of similarities, but it, it felt like it had a bit more purpose than, say, The Lion King. Um, there, there's a giant parrot in there yeah I guess so. yeah there's a giant that's parrot that's true um, I thought Will Smith did a pretty good job I thought Naomi Scott was very good he plays Princess Jasmine um, yeah Aladdin pretty good uh, so, but, I mean I, yeah, I'm not don't get me wrong it's not like my favourite film of the year or anything but um, I, I enjoyed it a lot I had a good time oh okay uh, so that's my first recommendation is uh, get yourself Disney Plus and watch uh, the remake of Aladdin um, that's uh, yeah, that's quite a strong recommendation. <laughs> um, I also given that how 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 many few things that you, uh, there's out there to watch on Disney Plus now. Yeah, I say. I mean, it's it's for kids mostly of this stuff, isn't it? So I'm sure if you've got kids, yeah. Disney Plus fulfills all your needs. But um, I don't. Uh, I will say though that if you are a Marvel fan like you and I, um, yep. all the extras are on Disney Plus. Which uh, which Disney have got a policy? Oh, okay. Yeah, they've got a policy of. Well, I say all the extras. All the extras of the of the MCU films are there, which is maybe half of them. Um, but yeah, Disney weirdly has a policy of not putting any extras on their DVDs. They put them all on Blu-ray. So I'm quite excited to be able to. Uh, so I watched Captain Marvel with the with the director's commentary, which I couldn't have done before. Ah. Yeah. So so that is something I would be interested in watching definitely, mm. but. Given how well you've sold Disney Plus so far, I yeah. don't think I'll be getting it think, <laughs> anytime soon. Yeah, I think once the Marvel content arrives, that's when it becomes uh, more worthwhile. Like the, the yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldiers or like that. Uh, I'll, I'll just I know I've been rambling but I'll quickly finish off I did I did have a look through Disney Plus films to see are there any things I should recommend out here um, yep. and the only two I've put on here apart from Aladdin uh, Homer Bound I just I just love Homer Bound so much um, <laughs> I've talked about it before but it's a, it's a beautiful story um, there's also Homer Bound 2 and The Incredible Journey which was the original uh, Disney version of the book Incredible Journey which is what Homer Bound was based on uh, and a film called Sky High which uh I love Sky High. Yeah, I, t- I think we probably have talked about it, but it's, it's not as well known as a lot of the stuff on there. Um, very, I, I don't know why though. It's a very underrated film. It is. It's it's a, so it's a kid whose parents are superheroes, so he goes to superhero school, uh, but he has no powers, or at least seems that way initially. Um, and they kind of so they get divided into heroes and psychics. But it's, it's yeah, it's got a good cast. Um, 
Mary Elizabeth Winstead's in it, Daniel Pennebaker, uh, Kurt Russell. Um, I think it's Kurt Russell. It is yeah. Kurt Russell. Um, yeah, it's a good cast. It's a fun film. I'd say it's not going to blow your mind necessarily, but I think it's, it's it's well worth a watch. So those are my Disney Plus recommendations. Fair enough. Do you have Hulu or Amazon Prime? I do not. That's the problem. <laughs> so I was just going through all the streaming services. I'm going to say like, oh, what can I recommend? What can I recommend now? I just realized I only have Netflix. Yeah, I've only got Netflix. So that's... Uh... <laughs> so I, I've been spending um, quite a lot of time today trying to go through all the Netflix films that are on in the UK right now. Nice. And there are a lot of bad films out there. I, I did this. I went through... So there are 6,010, I think, um, things <sighs> on Netflix, including TV series. And I looked at all of them. That's, yeah. I would say about 6,000 of them are garbage. <laughs> there are some very bad films, mostly Adam Sandler ones as well. Yeah. Yeah. He has a deal with Netflix, if one does do it. He does, he does. <laughs> Although Uncut Gems wasn't bad. Um. Yeah, so I hear, so I hear. So I, I've divided my, my list between films that I've watched before and would like to re-watch again. Oh, yeah. And films that I've not seen before and would like to watch. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... Both of them, uh, I think, are, are good films to watch in general. So, um, I don't know about the films I haven't seen, but well, maybe you, you can tell me about some. Yeah, of them. that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as mentioned before, um, um, Studio Ghibli is out on Netflix. Yep. So I would recommend anyone who has Netflix UK to check out Studio Ghibli. Um, it has a huge fan base. Um, this Japanese animation is one of a kind, and obviously Spirited Away was uh, the most well-known one, but for those who want to break into Studio Ghibli films, I think My Neighbor Totoro, the one that I just watched and recommended, is probably a good place to start. Okay. Um, as a, yeah, it's, it's on my list. Good. Yeah, it's one of the earlier films as well, so it doesn't go uh, it doesn't go into too much... Yeah, it's not... The plot isn't that uh, complicated or anything like that, so it's quite a straightforward film, but I, I would recommend... Anyone to just check out all the Studio Ghibli films that are out there right now. It's not out in the US yet, and people are complaining about that. Oh, so, is it not? Okay. While, you know, Take while facts, we have the saying. opportunity. Yeah, we should definitely watch it. Cool. Um, shall I go? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know how we can do yeah, this. Yeah, well, it's fast back and forth. Um, so, yeah, I, I did listen to Netflix films, although they're all ones I have seen. Um, um, and I, I kind of split it between... Um, Stuff that you will probably know about, but maybe don't know, is on Netflix, and stuff you might not know about. Um, so, where shall I start? Fine, let's start with Black Mirror Bandersnatch. Um, so, this is uh, so if people know Charlie Brooker's TV series Black Mirror, which is basically all about how technology is going to kill us all, um, and it's very imaginative and clever. Uh, but he did something in a film called Bandersnatch um, about a year ago now, is it? Uh, which was a kind of choose your own adventure film, although he's not allowed to use the phrase choose your own adventure because that is copyrighted to the whoever owns that uh, okay. but I, I thought this was really imaginative really well done uh, and yeah, very meta and stuff but in particular in lockdown now is the time to explore all the different endings you've got you've got time <laughs> why stick at a film that only lasts an hour and a half or whatever it is when you can watch 20 different versions of it or something it's just like a computer game I think that's the, a lot of people said it, they were basically playing it rather than watching it which I thought was interesting um, I must. Admit, I, I watched it through, and then I, I did a few of the kind of, a few of the different endings. Because also, when you when it's over, you can just choose to go back to a certain um, point, yeah, yeah. junction, I guess. Um, so you don't have to start from scratch every time. Uh, okay. But uh, I didn't really dive into it, so I might go back and uh, play around with it a bit more. 
Oh, nice. Are you doing this in alphabetical order, by the way? Because I've been looking at all of this. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, no, uh, no. Okay, I'm going to mix it up a little bit then. <laughs> um, so this is one film, again, that I've seen before a long, long time ago, and I'm definitely going to watch it again uh, during this break. So this is a bit left field because it's a Bollywood film. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very left field. <laughs> well, you're you're but, covering but Asia today. Yes. Definitely, but given how, you know, given that Parasite won the best picture, yes. breaking lots of barriers when it comes to foreign language films, I thought, why not just put a Bollywood film in this as well? Because, you know, Korea and India, they're basically the same, aren't they? I'm not saying that, <laughs> Colin. Wow. So, the, the film is Three Idiots. Okay. And it stars Amir Khan and Karina Kapoor. Amir very Khan, big, the boxer. No, not that boxer. Uh. <laughs> yeah, uh, very, very big uh, Bollywood actors in Malaysia. Uh, Bollywood, film, Bollywood films are actually quite big. So I've seen my fair share of them when I was growing up. Right, okay. Uh, they, they tend to be, uh, for, for those who have not seen one before, they tend to be quite long. I've seen a film with an intermission <laughs> wow. yeah, before. Yeah. yeah, and there are a lot of musical dance numbers as well, as you expect in a, a Bollywood film. Um, so Three Idiots tell the story of... Uh, three students uh, engineering students uh, who are trying to get by in university under quite a draconic uh, university hate teacher if that makes sense oh, yeah, the dean the dean yeah that's right so um, I, I love this film a lot when I saw it like uh, back in Bristol actually uh, 10 years ago maybe yeah. <laughs> um, and because I could really relate to this um, for most people will know that in Asia, the, the parents pay, put a lot of pressure on kids to do well academically wise. Oh, yeah. And uh, this and to, film... And to launch a really good podcast, is that? And to launch a really good podcast, yeah. yeah. And, and this film um, tries to capture it. Basically, this this students, um, you know, one of them wants to be a photographer, but his parents do not want him to be that. So that's why he's in engineering school. Oh, yeah. And then they just met this uh, radical guy called... Um, uh, played by Amir Khan who comes in and tries to change the system Right. basically he's trying to think oh don't be road learning you should be applying your engineering knowledge you know the kind of things like in Asia we grew up you know memorizing is one of the skills that we learn when we are studying it's one of the key skills that we learn so it's nice to have this kind of um, perspective I, I guess why I like this a lot is because I find this very relatable okay. so it's not um, um, a lot of Bollywood films seem to be based on western films or at least the ones I've come across Oh. Or, or Western stories. Is this an original thing or is it based on... I think it's an original thing so okay. far, um, as far as I'm aware of. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah. so if you want something totally different, I would totally recommend this. I'm definitely going to be watching this again. So yeah. Cool. Um, let's go for... Uh, Martin Scorsese film called Shutter Island. Uh, again, you probably have come across it, but maybe you haven't seen it. Uh, it's uh, It stars... Leonardo DiCaprio, um, Mark Ruffalo, and Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, um, so Leo plays, uh, I think, he's a detective or a policeman, some sort of detective type character, who's sent to a or goes to a Shutter Island to go to those islands to try and uncover uh, the mysteries of it. So there's um, there's kind of wheels within wheels and plot twists and things. But so I don't want to give away too much. But he's he's trying to uh, unearth the details of this um, of this case and. Yeah, it's it's very atmospheric. I think a lot of Scorsese films these days seem to run too long. But this one, this one doesn't, from memory. I think it um, it fits in very nicely. There's some good twists and turns. It's it's you probably figure out where it's going at some point if you try 
if you're trying to i think it's not as well hidden as some of these things but uh, i think yeah the atmosphere the the, the performance of all the well certainly the, the two main characters but also all the supporting guys i think um it's Laurel Linney, I don't remember, isn't it? Uh, it's been a while but uh, it's ah. it's it's a bit different to his to what i guess i normally associate scorsese maybe with um with gangsters gangster films yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and which is a bit unfair because he's done loads of stuff but you know this is i guess it maybe has some similarities with cape fear um which was not a very good version no not a very good one this but yeah this, this was fun, i think underrated uh scorsese film so that's on netflix so i'm not a big fan of, of this film as you are colin oh, yeah. no i i saw it in the cinema and it's just, it just didn't click with me but i guess this is a, a way of our listeners to see whether their taste more like mm, yours or there you go. Yeah, yeah. well the next film i have which is a film i know we both love is edgar wright's scott pilgrim mm, versus the world i watched it only the other day um, yeah it's it's one of those films that uh, i can watch again and again and again and pick up those little nuggets of uh <laughs> of information and of, of uh, video games uh, Easter eggs that he puts in them. Yes, that yeah. I love so much. Uh, I think uh, uh, it's such a great film. And I think the key thing yeah. to remember is that you don't need to be a computer game fan to enjoy it. Because I'm not a, no. a computer gamer by any chance, by any stretch of imagination. But I love this. This is one of my favorite films. It's one of the films I have DVD of as well. So. There you go. The high praise. A bit pointless now. It's on Netflix, but still. Mm. <laughs> um. Okay, it's a film called uh, Fruitvale Station, which I think I have mentioned, but um, for people who love uh, Creed or Black Panther, um, this is the other film directed by Ryan Coogler, starring Michael B. Jordan. Uh, it's uh, the tale of a black guy, played by Michael B. Jordan, who gets um, shot by police, and you kind of go through his day. Again, I think I have mentioned it on here before, but it's it's uh, oh. uh, it's really emotionally, really well told. I think what's really clever about it is that he's not painted as this, this saint. He kind of, he, he does... You kind of see his life before he gets before he gets shot, and he's like, "Yeah, he's not an angel. He's not the perfect guy, um, but that obviously doesn't make it okay for this, this guy to shoot him, um, because it's as is sadly often the case, or not often, maybe I don't know. Yeah. Sadly, the case in, in a number of documented instances where where the, the policeman overreacted, and and uh, you do kind of get his point of view as well um, a bit. But I think it was Ryan Coogler's first film. That might not be right, but uh, it was I think the first one of prominence anyway. Uh, and one of the earlier Michael B. Jordan films, so you can kind of see uh, his great acting, Michael B. great directing. Uh, if you haven't seen that one, check it out. And whilst I've just, whilst I mentioned it, um, Creed Two is now on Netflix. So if you never got around to seeing that one when it came out, uh, I have Creed Two on my list yeah. as well. It's such a good film, honestly. Um, I, I prefer it over Creed. I know you do prefer it the other way around. Yeah. Um, but um, well, there you go. Honestly, Michael B. Jordan is a phenomenal actor. He's so, good. so is Tessa Thompson. Yes. Uh, and sliced lens on good form but um, yeah there you go that's another way of testing uh, whose taste you prefer because uh, sadly Creed, or Creed, Creed isn't on Netflix but you can see uh, <laughs> if you've already seen that you can check out Creed 2 oh, I love Creed 2 so much um, 21 Jump Street oh yeah uh, is uh, on Netflix with um, Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum playing the two leads uh, I, I know when I watched this film, I went into it with very low expectations because I had no idea what it was all about. And this film exceeded all my expectations. Mm. It's, uh, it's a very good film. Uh, a buddy cop film, kind of-ish. Yeah. Uh, where, yeah. Where two cops trying to infiltrate high school in 21 Jump Street. I don't think 22 Jump Street is on 
on Netflix yet. But yeah, it's it's uh it's brilliant. So, like I don't want to spoil too much of it, but yeah, my 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 it's a very, very funny film. Yeah, that's one of the funniest films of recent years. Phil Lord and Chris Miller, uh who went on to do things like uh while they were involved in Spider-Verse. They almost made solo and then they got fired. Uh what should we go for? Um my brother and I have an argument occasionally about the film Birdman uh, and Boyhood. So you may remember Birdman, um, or what's it called? Birdman, or the unexpected virtue of ignorance. I think yeah. um, with Michael Keaton starring as, as Tishkaito's as actor, he's kind of going over the edge. He used to play Birdman in hit films, and now he's a, a fairly uh, minor theatre actor. Uh, obviously, parallels perhaps with uh, him being Batman back in the eighties and nineties. Uh, he uh, it's all shot in one well it looks like it's shot in one continuous take uh, supporting cast Ed Norton uh, Angela Rainsborough uh, Emma Stone um, Naomi Watts I think maybe anyway uh, I think it's fantastic it won best picture at the Oscars uh, quite rightly in my view over Boyhood over Boyhood yeah. which my brother uh, says is a much better film uh, we saw Boyhood together didn't we Colin we did The Watershed from Riley, which was yes. the Artia Cinema in Bristol um, yeah, so Boyhood is filmed over 12 years. It is the tale of a, of a boy growing up. His parents, Ethan Hawke and... Uh, what's her name? That's going to bug me. Anyway, the actress's name, I can't remember. Um, is Yeah, they, they came back once a year to spend uh, some time and it lasts two hours and 45 minutes. Um, in my view, is it runs too long. Um, me too. But has some is 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 a is a good film. Um, tonally, sometimes goes around. To, I think they they kind of throw in some domestic violence in the middle to try and make it more interesting. It seems uh, it didn't really feel like it was necessary. necessary part of the film. Um, so I didn't love that film. I thought it was it was a great experiment uh, and was impressed. But anyway, both Birdman and Boyhood are on Netflix, so you can decide for yourself uh, which is better: the the better film, Birdman, or the less good film, Boyhood. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I agree with you there. A boyhood was too plodding for me. But the good news is, because it's on Netflix, you can split it up. Yes, that's true. You can watch it uh, over 12 years if you want to. Exactly. Just like I did with The Irishman. There you I go. Split it up. Not over 12 years. You could, I suppose you could just yeah, watch the segment that was filmed each year, if you can work out where the joins are. Yeah, I, I guess so. But, yeah, The Irishman uh, is also on Netflix. Um, just in case, for those who don't know, we've spoken about that in, at length last year. <laughs> Was it last year? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, maybe early this year. Could be. Could be. Who knows? <laughs> Mom, uh, I, Patricia Arquette. Carry on. Patricia Arquette. It seems like all my films seem to be on the lighter side of things anyway. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't have like any heavy hitters like boyhood in there. <laughs> Fair enough. You, you want to spend um, the lockdown in uh, happier, uh, more yeah, joyful in happier times. Yeah, happier state of mind. Yeah, really. yeah I would like that. Yeah, so my next one is uh, Melissa McCarthy in Spy. Oh, yeah. Which is... Have you seen it? Yes. It's brilliant. Mm. It. <laughs> <laughs> it stars Jude Law as well. Yep. And it stars uh, Melissa McCarthy as an office worker for a spies agency and then she got put in the front line. And it's very, very With funny. hilarious like it. I didn't love it, no. Yeah, so that means you'll like it. <laughs> Who you talking to? Just everyone. <laughs> everyone else. Okay. Simon. Simon will love the film. I think I like. Simon does like it. He likes Melissa McCarthy, so I guess. 
You like some of Melissa McCarthy's work. I like the Gilmore Girls. <laughs> um, and she's very good in Can You Ever Forgive Me? Mm-hmm. Uh, might be it. Um, Groundhog Day is on Netflix. <laughs> One of the all-time great films. No, it's not. Everyone agrees. <laughs> Why are we watching Groundhog Day when every day now feels like Groundhog well, Day? Well, exactly. I think that's it's befitting. You're like, do you, you t- no, it's not befitting. You're tired of every day seeming like the same. Well, get, get some more of that by watching Groundhog Day and discovering that you too could learn how to s- learn ice sculpture and the piano and to be a better human being. Yeah, I don't think we can be outside making ice sculptures at the moment. Okay, forget the ice sculpture, but you can learn the piano and to be a better human being. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I guess so. Yep. You have that. You lent me this DVD, and I'm pretty sure I've said it multiple times that I don't think it aged very well. And I didn't understand the hype. And I think you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this feels like Groundhog Day. It does. <laughs> we had this argument before. It's just seeped into the public consciousness. Yeah. Uh, next on my list is the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Is it all on there? I think so. I thought it was only two and three. Is it two and three on it? Oh no, the you're the you like number one the most, right? I do. Yeah. yeah. Let me quickly Google it. <laughs> but okay, so two and three, maybe not a good thing to watch <laughs> two and three then. Yeah. Maybe you should read a book first. Speaking of which, I know you. I was leading on to this. Thanks, comment, man. That's why. Appreciate I that. Appreciate the tee up. Um, so uh, next weekend, I'm or next uh, yeah next weekend, I'm planning to read all of Lord of the Rings in twenty four hours. It's my it's my plan. How are you going to stay awake for twenty four hours? Uh, I'll drink lots of tea. Why don't you just split it up like watching the Irishman? Because that's a coward's way. I but back in school, I thought you know what I reckon I can I reckon that's doable. And as the years have gone by, it's nagged at me. I think this is doable. I put it on my list. I had a list of forty things to do before forty. I still do. Um, and it's on the list I think well if I'm not going to do it now I'm never going to do it so starting at 7 o'clock this coming Saturday I will be uh, I'll be trying to read all the rings in 24 hours are you a quick reader? Uh, probably a bit quicker than average but not I don't read as much anywhere near as much as I used to so I'm a bit out of practice mm. uh, I've, I've worked out in a spreadsheet how long I think I, can, I need for it and I've, I've got some timing set out that allows for the fact that I'll get slower as I go and also gives me an hour uh, spare at the end so uh, I think it's doable Okay, well, I've just looked on Netflix that obviously it's only a number two and number three, which is on <laughs> Netflix right now for some weird reason. I have no idea why. So your recommendation so is to watch two and <laughs> second and third. Maybe you should just read the first book. <laughs> <laughs> and then watch two and three. I mean, you're not, you won't find out about Tom Bombadil in the film, so that's... Uh, exactly, that's and about, you know, the, the cow jumping over the moon. What? Do you not remember that? I don't remember that. There's an ent- a very, very long song that Tom Bombadil sings oh, right. about the cow jumping over the moon. It's been, a, it's been a few years since I last read it. Well, you can tell me about it next week. I will, if I still if I remember that. Uh, what else we got? Um, Mystic Pizza. I think I might have talked about it before, but um, I, my friend Mills was asking me the other day, asking a few of us the other day, um, what coming-of-age films about... Was it, was it coming-of-age? Was it, well, what women-centric films are there? Where it's basically women, but it's not a kind of... Um, feminist film as such okay um and mystic pizza was my suggestion i think it's a lovely film it's one of julie roberts earliest films it's three girls who work in a pizza place and basically just follows their 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 lives they're probably in their 
I'd say early twenties, maybe late teens, and um, and so they're thinking of going off to college or careers or whatever else. Uh, it's uh, yeah, it's it's not the uh, kind of um, most dramatic of films. Though. I mean, it's all kind of relationship based and character based, uh, but you can see yeah, Julia Roberts is is very um, possessing. She's excellent. Uh, it's got a very young Matt Damon in it, if I remember rightly. Hmm. Uh, in what might be his first film role, but might not be. Who knows? Uh, he doesn't do much. But yeah, I think it's it's if you want to be nostalgic for, I guess the early nineties probably, um, and you want to see the the roots of Jude Roberts' career, and you like pizza, uh, check. everyone loves pizza. Everyone loves right? pizza, apart from everyone loves pineapple and pizza as well. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, well, you are getting so much stuff wrong today, do you? <laughs> pineapple on pizza. You it's Hawaiian monster. <laughs> it's not though is it it's not Hawaii <laughs> if you're from Hawaii let us know uh, do you have pineapple on your pizza see the set of movies at gmail.com <laughs> um, so for those who are missing uh, Joss Whedon's Weeds uh, there's Cabin in the Woods is Cabin in the Woods on, uh, on Netflix it is on I Netflix, missed that yes. in my 6,000 plus uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not surprised as well. <laughs> there were a lot of films to go through. Kevin was in Netflix. Um, I think it's one of the few horror films that Colin and I liked. I have not seen it. Have you not seen no. it? <laughs> oh, I'm putting words in your mouth. Yeah. Now. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the few horror films that I liked. Right. Yes. Um, because it's quite meta as well, for those who do not know. I mean, don't watch the trailer. It, it, yeah, don't watch the trailer. It, it paradises a horror film uh, a little bit. And it is really good. I remember watching it thinking, wow, this is very clever. And it has a lot of Joss Whedon's wit in it as well. So for those who are missing it... Uh, yeah, maybe I'll check that out. Um, yeah, why not? It's not as... Well, actually, I was going to say it's not as gory and gruesome, but there are some bits which are quite bad. <laughs> maybe you should... Okay. Should I tell you where you should close your eyes? Colin? Yeah, just... Yeah, if, if, maybe if just we... we um, if I just... I'll text you when I'm starting and then you can let me know. Yes, where you can, we can, we can. Can we zoom it together? We can oh, watch we it together. Oh, we could do it. Well, that'd be fun. <laughs> so, did you say Joss Sweden or Jaws Sweden? Jaws is on Netflix. There wasn't a segue. <laughs> um, so, you will obviously all have heard of Jaws, but uh, I just thought I'd mention it because it's one of the few Netflix films from before mid 80s that's, uh, that's on there. Uh, and it, it basically invented the blockbuster. So uh, from, a, from a history of cinema point of view, if nothing else, uh, you should all watch Jaws. Um, and some people are comparing the responses of our governments to coronavirus to the mayor of Amityville in Jaws, who kept the beaches mm-hmm. open despite the, uh, uh, despite the risk. And uh, this is a reminder in these dark times, um, don't take risks. And don't go outside, you'll probably get eaten by a shark. That's... Uh, so let's make they, they are, that 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 can apply to my my life yeah. so much. I mean, it's probably a metaphorical shark I'm going with here, yeah. but maybe it's just a shark. Maybe maybe you get eaten by. I mean, you live in London. You, some, yep. you get sharks up the Thames sometimes, don't you? Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, definitely all the time. All the time. Stay indoors, people. <laughs> Stay indoors. Yep. Stay indoors. Don't get jaws. That's the. Uh, it's the tagline of that film. <laughs> you can you can tell that social isolation is getting. <laughs> I was always like this. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, 
old films <laughs> that you should watch. Good, uh, good link. This is a film that I want to watch that I've not seen yet, which is Four Weddings and a Funeral. You've not seen Four Weddings? Mm. I've not seen Four Weddings and a Funeral. I know you have. And uh, it's on Netflix now, and I'm going to watch it because I've heard good things about what's it. Your, what's your Richard Curtis background? Have you watched uh, his other stuff? No. Have you seen Notting Hill? I've seen Notting Hill, yes. Uh, Bridget Jones? I've seen Bridget Jones, yes. About Time? What's About Time? Which one's About, about time? time? is uh, Donald Gleeson, Richard McAdams, Time Travel, Romantic Comedy? Uh, nope. Nope. Okay. Well, um, that's on Netflix, I think. Uh, I th- oh, is yeah. it? I didn't put it on my list. But, um, uh, so Richard Curtis, he wrote all of those. Uh, so to me, Four Weddings um, isn't as good as a lot of those. Uh, uh, I think it's it kind of um, it was the progenitor, I suppose. Uh, so he hadn't. It was a quite a, quite a new style to bring his very distinctive kind of upper middle class, uh, very light romantic comedies. And yeah, Four Weddings was actually huge. I, I enjoy it, but I think Notting Hill is better. He started it all, though, right? He started it all. It made Hugh Grant a leading man. Yeah, it made him a star. Um, Notting Hill tells by some sort of... Um, but since, yeah, About Time is on Netflix, and you should definitely watch that. Um, I, I didn't put it on my list, actually, but it is... It's my favourite Richard Curtis. I think it's a fantastic film. Did you know for the longest time I thought that Notting Hill was the sequel to Four Weddings and a Funeral? It might as well be. <laughs> uh, yeah. But no, definitely watch About Time if you uh, if you haven't. Um, it's beautiful. Mm, okay. Uh, speaking of films that I um, that I'm not sure you ooh, actually have you watched it. Oh, uh, um, so Ex Machina. Uh, for those people who it's on my list, Colin. There they go. For those people who remember the CDZ history will remember that I was like, no, nah, I'm not watching that. And CJ said, "Do you want to watch it?" I said, "No." And then I watched it without without me. you and I still have not seen it um, you still haven't seen it wow um, and all these years later it is really good uh, it's on Netflix oh yeah I wonder why <laughs> uh, and I'm still still feel guilty about uh, betraying you in that way Zijan. But um, it's awful man like I really I, I actually <laughs> I asked you to go watch a film with yes. me and say it was really good and you went and snuck behind my back in fairness I think I watched it like six months later on DVD but still <laughs> It's, um, you bought the DVD for I it the DVD. after not wanting to watch it. I bought it, the first time I watched it was on DVD. Yeah, yeah. Was it like a pound or something? Is that why you bought it? No, I just heard it was really good. <laughs> so, oh yeah, of course, someone else said it was really good. <laughs> there you go, watch it, huh? Guess who hasn't watched it yet, Colin? Uh, is, is that you well, check it out. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, Donald Gleeson, Alicia Vikander. It is. Um, it is very good. It's a story of. Um, AI basically is so Oscar Isaac uh, has created a robot uh, as played by Alicia Vikander uh, and Donald Gleeson kind of is coming to visit him in this remote weird place in the middle of a forest he like gets flown by helicopter to visit and to interact with this robot um, and twists and turns it, it probably goes I mean it's, it's an 18 film I think and it, it does like this newsy and stuff I don't really think needs to be in it personally but there you go uh, but yeah great performances all around Alicia Vikander is fantastic uh, it won the Oscar for best visual effects I think Oh, did it, Colin? Did what it. a film, Zijan. What a film. Oh, wow. See, I've done you a favour because now you can watch it for free. Right. <laughs> we have 10 more minutes before this podcast ends, Colin. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. So I've got, I still have a list, though. That's the thing. I'm not too sure how we can get through this. Because I, I think, right, you know, in the next few weeks of lockdown, we'll be running through quite a few of this as well when we do our C2Z movies. So, do you want to do, do, you want to do a, a second part of this at some point now? 
We could do that, yeah. I think that Let's works. Let's do part two of this. Um, I will just say before... So I've got one more we'll do before we move on, if that's all right. Um, I've mentioned it before, um, which is why I'll be quick, but Emma, uh, I rhapsodized when it came out in the cinema, but they uh, say they have released it. Uh, if you go onto Amazon or iTunes or I suppose you can... Spend fifteen ninety nine, which seems like too much, if I'm honest. Uh, but it's a beautiful it film. A I did watch it again last night. Um, yeah, spent fifteen ninety nine on it. Let's not get into the uh, the ins and outs of how I may have legally or otherwise watched that film, season. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Point thing is, I'm going to buy the DVD, um, so they're going to get the money out of me, and they already have got Fair the money enough. out of me at the cinema. Exactly. Um, okay, we'll do a part B. Um, in the meantime, see if you, if you have any recommendations for films that we should be watching in social lockdown, um, whether they're on Netflix or, or Disney Plus or Amazon Prime, if you have that, or Hulu or else, um, or if you just if it, if they're not on any of those, but you think it's a, a fitting film to watch at this weird time, uh, give us a shout. We're uh, at CZ Movies on Gmail. Wait a minute, at CZ Movies on Twitter, CZ Movies at Gmail uh, we move on then to our segment, Look Back in Oscar, where we look back at a Best Picture Oscar winning film. Uh, and this time it is Ordinary People. Zijang, mm-hmm. um, hit us. Yes. So, Ordinary People is a 1980 film directed by Robert Redford, starring Donald Sutherland, Mary Tyler Moore, and Timothy Hutton as an upper middle class family. And it follows the story following the death of uh, one of their sons, uh, accidental death of one of their sons, and the attempted suicide of another. Uh, it received six Academy Award nominations and won for Best Picture. I remember it being an upset because Raging Bull... You remember it? Was, well, I remember it like I was born. It was like then. five years before you were born. <laughs> it was, yeah. Well, it was an upset because Raging Bull, well, I think, was the favourite. Um, but Ordinary Picture, uh, Ordinary People took it instead. Uh, it got Best Director, Best Adapted Screenplay and Best Supporting Actor for Timothy Hutton, which we were going to discuss whether he actually is a supporting I was going to say, show. yes, yeah. Yeah, or not. Um, bef- so I have to say, before I saw uh, the film, I saw the trailer. Oh, yeah. The trailer is atrocious, man. Is it? Trailers back then were so <laughs> bad. Like, so I didn't know anything about this film when you recommended and when you, when you, when you asked me to watch it. Um, so I, I had to, you know, I just wanted to watch the trailer just to see what it's all about. And it put me off completely from the film. Okay, yeah. But, yeah, the music was really, really bad. They just put this jarring background music in the trailer. It's just awful. But I have to say, Colin, that um, yeah, from the offset that of all the films we've seen and um, from Look Back and Oscar, this is probably my favorite. Okay, uh, so yeah, like, like yeah, I'd never heard of this until I was looking through a list of Oscar-winning films. Um, yeah, big upset against Raging Bull. It, it also came out the same year as um, Empire Strikes Back, which I think has had a more, more lasting impact um, mm, on cinema. It, yeah, Robert Redford's directorial debut. Um, well, let's start with Timothy Hutton, shall we? He was clearly the lead actor in this film. One hundred percent. It's a weird one because uh, it, the supporting cast are better known. I mean, I've never heard yes. of Timothy Hutton. Obviously, Don Southern and Mary Tyler Moore. Judd Hirsch plays a, a, a psychologist. A psychologist. This was his first film acting. Timothy Hutton credit was as it? Well. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, he's the, he's the, the son. He's clearly the main character, and yet Mary Tyler Moore was nominated for Best Actress. He won for Best Supporting. Very bizarre. Yeah, I think there was some speculation that they didn't want him to go against De Niro. Uh, plausible. Yeah, yeah. And he became the youngest ever winner of the Best Supporting Actor. At I think 20. still might well be the youngest. Yes, mm. but he's brilliant, though. He is absolutely brilliant mm. in this film. 
and it was one of the reasons like so I I was planning on watching this like in two parts again because like uh, I don't I can't be bothered with this film. okay but but I end up finishing all um all in one one go because um of his performances alone like in the first five minutes I could say wow he is really good okay <laughs> yeah I, I I like his entire performance in this film and for for this being his first film as well is incredible yeah he's sort of, I mean and he's not gone on to repeat that I guess I'm sorry not huge but never mind me he did this um i was watching it i don't think i loved it as much as you did so i i, I thought it was good uh, i wasn't blown away by any means uh i did watch it in two parts in fact so maybe that, that tells you uh yeah. something about that um why well, i found something weird watching it because i was thinking usually when i watch a film um mm. i've seen the trailer and i hadn't seen the trailer for this one uh, and i know what it's about and i think it, it took a i had read the back of the dvd case so i knew basically the, the plot summary that you've you've said um, but it would have taken a while to figure out what was going on if I hadn't, because it takes a while before you discover that his brother uh, was killed. It takes a little while before you discover that he tried to kill himself. And I guess that's part of the interesting thing about it is that, that no one is reacting. It's all about kind of repressing emotions and not discussing things on the surface. And yeah, um, I think that's whole. The, the most recent film that comes to mind when comparing this is with Manchester by the Sea. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a more subdued, understated film. There's, you know, there are no like big waves in that. In that, and you don't know in Manchester by the Sea. For those who don't know, Casey Fleck plays this um, the uncle, and you don't know the tragedy behind that his story as well. But you know, there's something brewing underneath it. Yeah, in Manchester by the Sea, and this this film, ordinary people, reminds me so much of that. And that's the nearest, most recent comparison I can come up with. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, mm. I was bit, the one that struck me. It, it reminded me of Goodwill Hunting in some ways, kind of the Judd Hirsch um, filling in for Robin Williams' character mm. as the. Uh, the therapist who is who's helping the main young characters in uh, Matt Damon and Good Will Hunting. Um, although Good Will Hunting is, in my view, a much better film. It's, 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 uh, it goes for funnier as well at times. Um, this doesn't try to be funny at all. I'm sorry, it's no. not a comedy, which is fun. Um, it's also Robert Redford's first film's director, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. He's done a few. Done a few. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's just very kind of repressive, um, interesting character study. It doesn't if you're expecting kind of huge character changes, revelations, you probably won't get that. I think it's it's. But I think I like that, that yeah. bit though. I, I like that that it doesn't go into that. I mm. like that it doesn't go into melodramatics. It could easily go into that mm. um, if they wanted to, but it didn't. It's quite a matter of fact kind of feeling. You know, this is what happened to this family. Mm. You know, and things. Yeah, you know, it's it's just that, just telling the story in a simple way, and uh, I liked it because of that. And I think you know, as I mentioned before, like. It's quite hard to keep track with the rushing pace that some of the more recent films are like. That they try to get through the plot of the story like they are mm. <laughs> in a race or something. And it's nice to just sit back and just you know immerse yourself in the story. Well, there you go. At a slower rate. Yeah. Uh, two two little facts to finish from me. Um, firstly, uh, did you spot Adam Baldwin in it? Yes, I did. I, I, I looked at him and thought, wait a minute, that's Adam Baldwin. So uh, best known to, to me as a, and probably to most as, as being in Firefly. He's also in Chuck. And he's done quite a lot of stuff. But he turns up as a as a school friend. Uh, and also, uh, Paco Bell's canon, um, beloved of many a wedding, apparently gained popularity through this film. So it was very little played. In, uh, like people, huh. people didn't know it really until this film. And it's played at both, I think, both the start and the end of this film. Yeah, um, yes, it was. And it suddenly, yeah, that's that's where the popularity came from um, in the in outside of the classical world. 
Well, I, I, when I first heard it, because they were singing in the choir for it, right? Yes. In the beginning. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I've not heard Pakabal in D, uh, Canada in D being sung in the choir before. But yeah, no, it's, it's not necessarily cool. I first knew it from the, the, the Coolio song, See You When You Get There, but there you go. Um, ah. <laughs> uh, well, there you go. Uh, next time we switch back to Actor Factor, where we look at the film's subject yes. actor, and uh, as, as uh, forewarned last time, it's going to be Michael Shannon this time. Uh, Michael Shannon. Uh, we move on then to our final segment of the episode. Um, it's a quiz. I believe we're level for the year, or maybe you're ahead of me. I can't remember now. I think I'm ahead, ahead. but I think you'll catch up with this uh, quiz anyway. Well, I have chosen uh, my favourite film, or at least the trilogy that contains my favourite film. Um, it's the Back to the Future trilogy. And just to help you out, John, I've done no research, because I reckon I know this stuff. I love, the, I love this film. Of course. Um, and I'll kick us off. Uh, question one for you. Uh, who was originally cast as Marty McFly? Ah, oh, I saw this. This is because uh, Michael J. Fox was busy with um, the TV series, wasn't with it? With Family Ties, yeah. With Family Ties, yeah. Oh, I saw this, but I can't remember the guy's name. Is it Nick something? Mm, no, no, it's uh, yeah. well, Eric Stoltz. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, uh, that's annoying. Um, question one from me to you is, what are the names of Marty's siblings in the Back to the Future series? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, I should know that. Um, oh, but I'm, I'm drawing a complete blank. So I know it's got a brother and sister. Yeah, even I know that. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not coming. Uh, Bill and Claire. That's Dave and Linda. Dave and Linda. I should have got Dave. Um, what was the name of Doc Brown's dog in 1985? So there's two dogs, but this is the 1985 version. Is it like some, I'm pretty sure it's like named after like a famous scientist or something. So I'm going to go with Einstein. It is Einstein. Very good. Oh, brilliant. Uh, and that's back on my, <laughs> my, my watching Back to the Future a long time ago. Uh, question two for me is, I think it's give me for you, is what speed must the DeLorean reach in order to achieve time travel? 88 miles per hour. It is 88 miles per hour. Uh, in Max 2, graffiti has changed the sign for Hill Valley into what? Is it turning into a casino or something? No, I don't know. Uh, so so they graffitied the sign, they've changed the wording of the sign to say what? Oh, no, I don't know that at all. No. It's, it's Hell Valley. I thought it might be guessable. Um oh okay ah fair enough <laughs> uh, question three from me is who co-wrote the Back to the Future series with Robert Zemeckis uh, he was noted Bob by Michael J. Fox as the gatekeeper of the franchise <laughs> yep um, uh, in Back to the Future 3 uh, what was Clayton Ravine renamed as <sighs> I clearly haven't done enough research <laughs> on this Colin I don't know is it Hill Valley again it's uh, Eastwood Ravine Way. <laughs> uh, because uh, Clara this... Clayton uh, originally cl- fell into that into the ravine, but he saved her, and then cl- Clint Eastwood, as played by uh, Mighty McFly, ah. from the ravine. Question for which band wrote "The Power of Love," the song written specifically for and featured in the Back to the Future series? Huey Lewis in the News. That's correct. This is a complete washout, man. So, this is uh, this is good for me. Um, Question five. Uh, what role does the character Goldie Wilson have in 1985? 
in 19... What? Um, what, I guess what job, what position does does Goldie Wilson have? She's supposed to be someone very famous. Yeah, Goldie Wilson is a character and is a man. Um, <laughs> oh. And what, what position does he hold? In the making of the film or in the film, in the film. itself? <laughs> this is so complicated in the 1985 film is it in, in the ni- in 1985 timeline in the film why is this why are you asking me so complicated questions I have no idea <laughs> have you seen this film I have seen the first one yeah it's in the first one uh, as a character he holds a particular title role position job giving it away giving it away I have no idea <laughs> it's awful why is it called uh, mayor he's the mayor is uh, he's met re-elect Mayor Goldie Wilson, and then Martin McFly goes back, and this, this guy is just cleaning the floors. He said, "You're going to be oh. mayor, mayor. I will be mayor. I'm going to clean up this city." Okay, we'll first clean the floor. Anyway, you see, everyone can tell that this quiz is one side. Love this film. Question five, and the last one. What was Marty's response to seeing the hologram of Jaws nineteen in Back to the Future two? I thought it was twenty. Anyway, um, shark still looks fake. Shark still looks fake. There you go. Well, thank you for humouring me by doing that. Um, it's a, oh yeah, definitely a four-one victory. Uh, uh, I'm pleased with that. Do you know who directed? Uh, I don't know George Twenty or George Nineteen, but anyway, whichever one it was. You, I know it was the Spielberg's son. Max, Max Spielberg, it was. Yes. Mm. Um, what are we quizzing on next time, Dean? So again, I didn't look at the spreadsheet. We may have done this before. Have we done John Wick series? Don't know. It sounds like we have. Maybe. Maybe. Well, we'll find out. Okay. Um, and what's our main topic for next time? We're listing again, because that's what we do when we have a lot of sorts of times in our hands. Yep. We're listing all the films uh, beginning with letter B. We're not, we're not listing all the films. We're not listing all the films beginning with letter B. <laughs> the top 10 films beginning <laughs> with letter be, B. That would be the most boring podcast of all time. It would be, yeah. Um, we are ranking them. So, again, let us know uh, your favourite film beginning with letter B. I'll put it on the social media for those of you who, who know us. But if you don't, get in touch. Uh, see the Z of Movies on um, at gmail.com or see the Z of Movies on Twitter. And we'll do our top 10. Um, and then we'll say we'll come back to films to watch in isolation um, some of the time. All our plans to watch and talk about new films are on hold. So, uh, it's going to be this for a while. Yep, it would be. Bye.